As Elton John said, it's the circle of life. I'm recording this intro after I've recorded the full episode already. My name is TC Crosser. I'm a composer and producer, and you are listening to Making Sparkles, a podcast not about the musical Sparkle Pony Bear. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It has taken me umpteen times to record this fucking intro, because this is the first time I've recorded the intro after I've already recorded this episode. So I just want to give you kind of a crash course. There is no intro music because this episode is chock full of music. I am starting a new episodic thing in this called Composer's Corner. Uh, And in it, I kind of break out a full day composing session um, using segment two. Um, We've already shared the first pass of segment two from my new work called The Book of Arius. And in this episode, I'm going to start showing you how I start to work out and build out what will be pass two that I'll end up sending to my music supervisor. Now, this is just a snapshot of kind of a typical day. So I don't actually finish the full second pass. Instead, what I do is I kind of focus on a specific section and I bounce around. The entire time, I'm gonna be sharing lots of samples and kind of progressions. Um, It should be a really, well, for me anyway, it was very informative because I've never actually taken a hard look at my creative process. Um, I tried my damnedest to make the most sense of it. So again, follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, YouTube. Again, it's all with just T-C-C-R-O-S-S-E-R. It's just T-C Crosser, all one word. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback if you listened to this and you liked it, or if you have hate for me, I'm, I'm all about that too, because if you hate me enough to tweet at me, but you still took the time to listen to the full episode, guess I can't really hate you back. But yeah, so let's just dive into it right away. So here we go. Here is episode one of a new segment I'm calling Composer's Corner. So to begin, I just want to let you know, I'm in my logic session, the specific one for segment two, the first pass I generated. Um, Currently, I've only got four separate instrument tracks. I've got a piano, an organ, an electric piano, and then my cello rack. Um, and the cello rack is just a, a track stack um, for each of the different cello stones I typically use. So legato, marcato, pizzicato, colengo, um, and I just kind of have those mapped out. And I add and subtract sometimes as I'm working, but that's what I use to create this, um, this, this first pass. So I don't generally start in chronological order. I like to kind of skip around. So a lot of my notes originally were focused on the verse section, that minor electric piano sound. So we're going to start with that. And so this is the original. biggest note I had on this was having this kind of rolling cello theme that kind of built on top of it. So I'm going to start with just a very simple kind of marcato cello line that I started tooling around with earlier. (laughs) 
And then from there, um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to flesh it out. So basically I'm gonna add a little bit of the legato track to it and I'm also gonna quantize it. Um, I always quantize it 80% um, just to get things to line up to the beat more properly because I'm a shitty pianist <laughs> and, and just clean it up a little bit. Now I got that kind of sound a little bit more, got a little bit more polish. Um, again, the point of this isn't to perfect it. The point is so that I can kind of hear it. So then I'm going to layer it on top of each other to kind of hear how that sounds. So already I'm kind of digging keeping the cello line on the A as the chord progression kind of progresses a little bit. But I also have notes that when that melody line in the electric piano kicks in, I want to actually do um, some more string quartet stuff. So now I'm going to augment the electric piano to bring out the um, bass lines a little bit longer. Um, and bring in the actual melody line later on. And so it's gonna sound like this. place where I'm like I'm kind of digging I like the modulation on the bass chords of electric piano while keeping the a on the cello a little bit constant but then I have notes that as I said before the melody kicks in things kind of diverge out and we get more of a string quartet sound so now at this point I realize I'm going to start scoring for more than just cello so I'm going to go ahead and add my preloaded track stacks for both two violins and a viola I may not write for all of them, but at least I have them there so I can start. And just so you get it, um, this is what I'll end up toying around with. It's actually kind of exciting to try to map this out in podcast episode because I work insanely fast so having to stop to kind of explain things actually forces me to kind of reflect a little bit because <laughs> I immediately started building out an entire song I was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. so so yeah you, there's a lot of points in that that I really liked um kind of liked at the end when violin violin one and two um were just on octaves above each other Typically, when I compose, I don't like doubling notes or octaves, but it kind of had a usefulness. Um, also, when I'm drafting like this, I'm always kind of throwing the kitchen sink. So, so having that kind of core tidbit actually gets kind of, will further get elaborated, and I'll kind of build it out a little bit more... Um, I'll spread out the wealth a little bit. Right now it's very compact. And I think that if you were just to take this very compact 
thing that I have and then constantly play it on a loop, um, it'd be like nails on a chalkboard. So now I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna kind of take that and I'm gonna jimmy rig it into more of a structure and it'll probably go like this. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to show how I build these things out, but at the same time, it's very difficult because I work really fast and I'm constantly tweaking and pulling. Um, so, so two major things I wanted to kind of point out. The first one was I started to realize the cello, the cello line, although once you kind of build it in, sounds great, it gets really repetitive. And I was on the fence about whether or not I wanted to do anything. So then towards the end, I got really transfixed on those that do, 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 do. Um, I can't sing, but I, I started building on that. And then at the very tail end, started kind of working on like just an just a solo string quartet kind of movement just to kind of feel it out. And then even in that, I started augmenting it because I hated when the cello was hitting the F. Just didn't fit well with the chord progression. But so you, you're kind of now seeing an idea at least of the building blocks and, and what I'm kind of pulling from and where I'm at. Uh, and so just in response to like the amount of time I've spent, uh, we're kind of at like about four hours. So from the start of me talking on the podcast um, to writing this, it's been about a four hour chunk. Um, typically, this is where I leave off. And so I'm going to kind of leave it at that is because the other issue you're going to run into is if I keep pulling and hacking away at this for another four hours, um, I kind of lose some of the momentum and steam. So, so the next step that I'm going to do, which again, it's a little bit unorthodox because I'm trying to also podcast this <laughs> in the same logic session as I'm working on my music. I'm going to take a little bit of time. I'm going to, I'm going to re Jimmy rig that section back into the full first passive segment too. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read Jimmy Rig all that together and through the magic of editing you're going to hear it now and so here is the now full full segment to first pass incorporating this verse structure that we just kind of built out and I'll explain that afterward but I'm going to get to that so and it sounds a little something like this. 
And obviously, there's still a long road ahead. <laughs> this is nowhere near a complete second pass. But with what I have and what you're kind of hearing, I, fly, I started with the verse, which wasn't originally the predominant theme I felt because originally everything kind of started with the piano and this more major sounding chorus. But now I have enough texture in wiggle room and enough kind of a, I have such a strong palette in the verse. Now the next step um, will be to kind of re-jimmy rig it and build it out into the actual kind of chorus section. Um, there's also this weird transition that I start in three, four into the chorus. Um, you kind of hear, I've toyed around with the um, solo string quartet movement and kind of just dumped it underneath what starts the transition into the three, four time. Clearly that doesn't sound great, um, but I leave it there. So, some, so this is the other thing um, when I'm working on a session is I like to leave myself little notes or little like loose ends, things that once I re-listen to it after taking a break or taking a day or two away from it, it kind of re-triggers re my brain and kind of reminds me on what needs to be developed. So, so moving forward, what will probably happen is I'll call it a day, work on other stuff. Tomorrow I'll come back and the first thing that's going to be jarring for me is that weird transition from the verse into the chorus. So what I'll probably do is I'll just completely wipe out the weird string quartet thing that I wrote, which was the whole reason I wrote that was because that was what was helping me create the actual verse section. This like do, 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 do kind of thing where I've got the uh, violin one, violin two kind of playing on octaves above each other. So, so as you can kind of see my thought process, certain things help dictate other things, but once they've, they've helped me inform what I want to actually do in like the verse section, they're no longer actually needed. Um, I will still save them and I'll kind of keep them as usually I'll keep them as like hidden tracks that are muted just in case anything were to happen, which always ends up happening where it's like, oh, I want to recall that thing or didn't I do that already? Um, it ends up shaving off like quite a few hours of extra work having to kind of reinvent the wheel. If I already have it, then I can just kind of copy paste and then retool it. If I don't have it, it's a little bit more complicated because I have to re-record all the parts. I have to go back to my notes to figure out how I originally came up with the ideas. Um, so the other important thing that I've learned in this process is never delete anything always have kind of an array of hidden tracks that are thoughts and ideas and things or stuff that you're kind of removing from the mix. If you don't already have it in the score somewhere to reference, always keep them because you're always going to go back to them at some point. Um, but that, that is, that is a good, <laughs> so, so we're at a point now where it's about a five, six hour session for me. Um, typically I think this would have only been about two or three hours, but, and I'm kind of glad I'm doing it this way because of the nature of the podcast. Um, it's been a little bit more work trying to figure it out. Um, I also feel like now I kind of have a better workflow for the composer's corner. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm going to leave it at that. I think this is, this is pretty good. I think this is a good chunk of stuff, right? 
Um, I think it's a good first attempt at what I'm calling Composer's Corner. Um, so now I'm going to leave it at that. And I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you found it informative. I hope you didn't completely hate it. Um, and the next episode, next time we kind of regroup, I'm actually going to do what I'm going to call Producer's Corner. Um, and so, yeah. Stay tuned for that episode, and peace out, and Pickle Rick! Mm -hmm.